0: Hey there, this is Barb Allen with episode 30 of American Snippets. We're switching it up a little bit this week as my partner, Dave Brown, takes over the interview role to bring you the story of his friend, Tim Combs. Tim is the executive director of Americans for Independent Living. At American Snippets, we often talk about our military and our veterans, but we also emphasize that there's plenty of ways to give back to our country outside of military service. And Tim Combs is doing just that. Listen up as Tim shares a story about the work he does to help veterans transition from service to civilian life, how in less than one year he gave homeless veterans a home and helped them find their new purpose, and find out what then-presidential candidate Donald Trump did that left Tim reeling on this episode of American Snippets.
1: Welcome to American Snippets. Your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your host Barb Allen and Dave Brown. Hey everyone, Dave Brown here from America Snippets. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode and joining us on today's show. Uh, today we have a very special guest. His name is Tim Combs. He's the Executive Director for uh, Americans for Independent Living. Uh, Tim's a real estate investor, and he's doing some really extraordinary things for our vets in terms of providing housing. And uh, I met Tim Combs, um, what was it, last year in Denver for a real estate mastermind, uh, a mastermind that we're both a part of called Boardroom. Uh, Tim's a real estate investor. I do real estate investing as well. And Tim was sharing... Um, his story with the room on, you know, his mission and purpose in life, and how he's uh, doing these these housing redevelopments uh, for our veterans. And I was so intrigued uh, that about what he was doing, and inspired that I I wanted to have him on on the show and share his story with everyone, and uh, do what we can to kind of uh, rally around what he's doing, get him some more eyeballs on what he's doing, give him some more support. Because uh, what he's doing is really exceptional and is important for our vets. So, Tim, welcome on the show. Appreciate you having here to having you here today.
2: Thank you very much, David. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So, tell us uh, a little bit about your uh, your background um, first, and how you kind of started um, this organization.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I've been a contractor uh, pretty much. Uh, 20, 25 years now, um, on my, on my own business for the last 20 years, um, doing, uh, residential housing, concrete work, uh, pretty much would do anything from top to bottom. So, um, I've done that. Then here, <clears throat> oh, probably, um, uh, a couple years ago, three, yeah, it's been, uh, in 2015, um, that, that winter, 14, 15 winter there, um, uh, Started looking at what I could do different, um, as far as how I could give back and and do more for the good than what I've done in the past. But uh, I've always always enjoyed helping people. And and every construction job, it seems like I went and and would do for somebody. I'd end up giving end up giving quite a bit of things away. It seemed like as as opposed to charging for it, you know, and just to help them out and to do things and. And I thought, well, if I'm going to keep doing this, maybe I ought to do a little more than what I what I normally do, and try to do something for ones that really need the help. And uh, and from what I see, you know, through the media and you you know, in your own community and everything of of veterans that are having a hard time, and ones that are homeless, and hear a lot of bad stories, and now dealing with uh, PTSD seems to be, you know, the mental health side of things getting sure. to be really bad for for everyone. So. Uh some soul searching at that time frame came into play. Um what is it that I'm gonna do and how I'm gonna do it, and that's and the Lord kinda of sent me that direction. And uh more I started into it, uh the more doors that started opening pretty fast for me. Mm-hmm. So started that in twenty fifteen and um like within six months I had my full blown five oh one C three um about four months later, had my first house donated to me. Awesome. Through doing some media, um, through the local news, um, with the VA director, um, our local VA director, him and I, um, he come to me and says, "I hear what you're doing, and and that's great. And we need to work together. And we need we actually need some houses for homeless veterans. We got several in the area, and we need to get something going. And and nobody's stepping up to do anything. So." So we did that little deal on the news, and within a few weeks later, got a house donated. And uh so I rehabbed that house, which houses three veterans. So we've ran, uh I think we're on two groups now. We've been, we're six guys through the house. Um, we've had really good luck. Everybody seems to be pretty happy with supportive services that we provide, because we want to, uh we're not here to hand out, we're here to hand up and uh, the whole the whole game is when they come in the door that they got to agree to go through some programs with us to get them back on to um, making sure they get their checks and sign up for anything that they can get and and help them out from their they're moving forward so hopefully we can get them into being a homeowner as opposed to being homeless so uh, so that's the whole game plan and and so far we've gotten several guys now into their own apartments and moving forward so it's been an awesome awesome feeling for myself and and uh and great to see these guys back on their feet and going at it so so provi-
1: we, so providing housing uh to veterans in the way that you do is just just really one part of it it's like the initial step so there's yes. there's a, a bigger um mission here to kind of what integrate integrate them more into society get them back on their feet right. jobs training yeah. whatever
2: we, we work with them from day one when they come in the house. Um, of course, is to get them connected with the VA and, and any services that they can get if they have never filed for anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, uh, we've had several older gentlemen right now. I mean, we're talking late 50s to 60s, Vietnam era, you yep. know, some days yet. And they're like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get anything or I, I think I could get something, but you know, I just never had an address to get a check. So, so we get them signed up with everything uh, through the VA and other organizations that they can get any any uh, draw from any any checks or anything that they can get that way support, and then from there it's, it's you know what do you want to do and are you capable of doing work and you know what is it that you'd like and from that point then we start reaching out to businesses around and start getting them onto the computer to realize how to fill out applications online and. And start working through them from from that point. So, want to make sure that they're fulfilling, you know, what they want to do in life, and and give them that support to be there to back them, you know, for whatever they whatever it is that they want to do. So, awesome. that's that's huge right
1: there. Terrific. And uh, so, you had a couple of really cool stories. Um, one about a, a a big big building that you basically had donated to that he got at a, at a really low price. But before that, uh, an interesting story in regards to, uh, our president, uh, Mr. Trump and, uh, tell us about that and, and what happened there.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite a deal. Um, uh, when, when our president was running for, for presidency, um, he came to Waterloo or he came to Des Moines, Iowa, um, in, in January. Of uh, sixteen, there he was. Uh, did a fundraiser uh, instead of going to a debate. He did a fundraiser instead for veterans. So if everybody remembers that, um, so like within twenty four hours, he raised like um, I think it was like six million dollars or whatever. Right. And, uh, and my wife.
1: And that when, was when that was my, without controversy, right? It wasn't without controversy, of course. Right. <laughs> Very
2: true. Very true. And uh, um, my wife. Called me up that day and she's like, you got to get into that. Uh, You got to get into that event one way or another. And I'm like, how the heck am I going to do that? I'm not, I'm not into politics, so I don't follow a whole lot of anything with it. But she's like, get hold of his campaign manager and and make it happen. I'm like, I don't even know who the guy is, you know, but I says, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go. I'm sure it probably wouldn't. So here I have this, you know, self thing of, you know, it's not going to work for me, but um, I sit and thought about it for most of the day. And by the end of the day, I ended up finding out who the gentleman was. I sent him an email and told him about my organization and what I'm doing. And I would do anything to come down and help and be a part of that just to be able to meet Donald Trump and, and give him my information. Right. He's awesome. money for vets. How can he help me continue my mission of what I'm doing? And he's like, well, let me see what I can do, you know. And the next afternoon, the day of the event, he uh, called me and left me a message to come to Des Moines, and he'll do everything he can do to get me in. And I just freaked out. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I, I booked to Des Moines right away. That's about a two-hour two drive from where I live. So I, I took off, went to Des Moines. I ended up standing in line for about five hours outside in 30-degree temperatures, Wasn't dressed for it because I just kind of lost my mind. I didn't think about going and getting a heavier winter coat. What I had, I just had a small jacket on. Right. And I just did it. So, um, yeah, (laughs) later on, I stood there and it got to be about nine o'clock that night. I got there at at five, four, four something. So it was about nine o'clock and I I was like, I'm going, I'm freezing to death. I'm going to leave. He's not calling me. And I turned around. I walked away. It took about 20 steps. I stopped. Something says go back and wait just a little bit longer. And I went. So I got back in my line where I was at and stood there. And it wasn't five minutes and my phone rang. And the, so the guy, I answered it. And the guy was like, yeah, go around to the south side of the building. Meet the guard. He'll take you in. And I was like, cool. So so away we went. I went around did that. They, they took me right down to the front row with all the veterans. Got to sit right in front with everybody right off the stage. So got to meet see see donald speak and then several others that he had there speaking and and at the end i ended up not meeting mr trump that night but i did end up get to meet three extraordinary um uh, co's that were there that spoke with him and um got to give him my brochure tell him about who i am and what i'm doing and um asked one of them because he mentioned he was good friends with the trump family mm-hmm and uh, so I, I asked him, I says, here's an extra brochure. Is there any way you could get this to Mr. Trump and let him know what I got going on? And he says, for what you're doing, he goes, I think I can make that happen for you. So so I thought, well, that, that at least I made it that far. Yeah. Thought, yeah, That's cool. You know, at that. And uh, the next day at home, come back, you know, I came back. The next day I was working, doing things. And I got a phone call from the campaign manager of Iowa. And he says... I hope you're ready for this, but I just got off the phone with, with Donald Trump, called me personally and said that you need to meet him in Waterloo at 1030 Monday morning because he'll be there. And I was like, that, that's not nice. You shouldn't say things like this. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, I'm kidding, man. I, I mean, I just hung up with him. He called me personally. And that's crazy. You yeah. Waterloo, And I'm like, okay. He goes, so be there. Be there early. You're ready to go. I think he's bringing you a check besides. So, and I was like, okay, you know, a uh, pretty wild deal. So yeah, we, we showed up Monday and we were there. They took us from the entry, you know, and kind of rushed us right off backstage, back behind everything. Had to sit there when he showed up. Uh, Trump got out of a car carrying a great big cardboard check.
1: Oh my goodness. It,
2: Come over and introduce himself, and uh, it was just—it was crazy. I mean, it was neat. Got to meet him and his wife and his daughter and son-in-law, and and uh, turned around and and he says, "Well, we want to give you a little something for what you're doing because I think that's just extraordinary. What just starting something out like this and and wanting to help our veterans out. He says that this is unbelievable. But you got to, you got to help me get into the presidency. That's what I <laughs> can do, but."
1: <laughs> Well, that is—you are doing something extraordinary, and that's an extraordinary story.
2: Yeah, and so, yeah, he wrote us a check for a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, oh my goodness, and that was just unbelievable. I, I just was dumbfounded on it. You know, I couldn't believe that anything like that could happen to me. You know, and putting something like this together, yeah. so huge—a huge kickoff huge yeah. for a new organization starting out, getting a house donated, getting a hundred thousand dollars from Trump. That just set everything on fire from that point.
1: That's amazing. What a terrific story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the uh people say, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Well he you know, he he did just that. He know? did that. And that's he what did. I that's what I love. So and that's terrific. That's that must have been a, a huge boost uh for you and your organization just I mean, just starting oh, yeah. off and having that initial um yes. donation like that. I mean, what did that do for your business? How did that help you grow over the next uh you know, six months.
2: Oh, that was, uh, with that, we, you know, we got that house renovated that helped with the, the cost on renovating that house. We had a lot of donors uh, that helped with all that. But um, with that, we ended up, you know, getting news, the news spread pretty fast within the state of Iowa. So other communities and other larger news companies come up and met with me. And I mean, actually, I had a lot of phone calls from that deal, you know, the list that went out that Trump gave money to, mm-hmm. of course, from Washington Post, um, CBS, NBC, ABC News, you know, the, the large ones would call me up all the time. So and wanting to make sure I got my money and everything like of that. Course, yeah. Did you, Did he send you any more, you know, for several months, kept calling back.
1: No one say, got you on, um, yeah, like, uh, on a Fox News or CNN, no, like, special video or, you know, like, a no. interview or anything like that? Just. Just phone calls from, okay. from reporters that yeah. did you get
2: something or not, or you know, and we'll we'll put something out there for you, you know. But uh and like God,
1: well, God forbid they give too much exposure to someone who's doing, you know, incredible yeah. things for our vets, right? I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Go the ex go the extra mile.
2: Come here and talk it's to shame. me, you know. Or I'll come there, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, we never got that invite and they never
1: showed up. Yeah. But uh, but still it made a big impact. <clears throat> nonetheless, it, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And um
1: good PR. Nope. Good PR. Good PR. That's right. So
2: it was it was huge. It it helped out a lot with uh, being able to get more of the organization set up, uh, making some, uh, I guess, uh, equipment that we needed to go with, you know, to get an office established and excuse me and and some things like that. And people started to really see that, you know, hey, this is this guy's for real and what he's doing and what's going on. And so it was yeah, it was huge. We've we jumped leaps and bounds from what I think uh, what I hear anyway in the nonprofit world as to somebody starting out within, a, you know, within their first year, getting that kind of money and, and getting a house donated and having everything working right off the bat was, you know, leaps and bounds, but, you know, above most others that get yeah. going.
1: Well, a hundred thousand dollar check from uh, Donald Trump and the future president of the, of America can can surely uh, can surely do that. You bet. Yeah. You- so cool. that that led uh, to something else, another amazing story. You were able to secure this pretty large building, which was formerly a uh, a nursing home, right? Um, I think you said what eighty beds. How many like over? How many square feet? Forty thousand. Forty forty 43,000 square feet. Right, and you got it for for basically pennies on the dollar, right? Yes. So tell yeah. us about tell us about that because this is pretty cool too.
2: Uh, after I got started putting this together, I I would drive by and I've seen this building for sale. So it'd been for sale for about three years and, um, and driving through, I was like, this could really be cool for the organization. You know, my long term goal down the road would be to have a a big veterans resource center Mm -hmm. and, um. Within that resource center, what I mean by that is having housing available for for the homeless veterans and for older veterans that need a place to go, um, anybody in that realm, or or guys and gals coming back, transitioning from military life to civilian life. You know, if they need a place to go to stay and get some help with that, they can get that here. And so we could offer a, a wide range of the services that are needed, transportation, you know, housing. They help with jobs and schooling and, and all this can all be in this one stop shop. So it was like some year I hope to get a building like that. And I hope it stays vacant so I can get it maybe done. <laughs> <clears throat> but so I looked at it went a year here, looked at it again, this last winter, um, like the spring of 16 or spring of 17, looked at it and the realtor, uh, Came back to me after I looked at it just to see what kind of shape it's still in or whatever, and he come back and he says, uh, "You got to make me an offer because I went back to the company that owns it and told them who you are and what you got going on, and they want to help you out in any way they can, and they'd really like for you to take this building to be able to provide that service, uh, for veterans." And and I'm going, "What do you mean by that?" And he's like, "Make me an offer." And I go, "It, it was still listed for four hundred thousand dollars for sale," and I says. I, I probably got a hundred bucks in my pocket, and he goes write it up, and I'm going, oh, you're kidding me, <laughs> you know what it is? And he goes, I'm serious. Put any number down. I don't care what it is. I'll take it to him. And I'm like, I, I'm not anywhere near ready to buy something like this. And we we kind of argued back and forth for a while. And he says, just give me a number. And I says, well, the taxes is about fifty grand. I says, would they do fifty thousand? He goes, write it up. Let's see what happens. And I go, okay called the realtor gal that's on my board and, and uh, she does everything for me at, at, at no cost. So I said, would you work with me on this? And she's like, heck yes. You know, mm-hmm. and she made up the offer and wrote everything in it and sent it over to him. And I couldn't believe it. Four days it came back signed. They agreed on a $50,000 purchase. Amazing. And that, like I said, it's an, it's a good brick and mortar building. It does need some updating, you know, mm-hmm. it's, was built in the 60s so nothing really much had been done but uh so anyway by the time we were said and done we ended up cutting that 50 in half because they they couldn't get a couple things working that i said that needed to work before i would take the building and uh so we were down to 25,000. so we ended up closing it at 25,000. i got the property now it's it's trying to come up with the and funding and everything we can come up with to to make it Turn it into what we want to turn it into, and a and, property
1: that's probably what valued as is uh, for what for how much? It, it,
2: the assessed value for the city taxes on it is one point four million dollars. Property, and uh, so so it's it's worth in that range right there. Incredible,
1: uh, and this is going to be you know just for your your organization for veterans, right? You're going to provide housing, like you said, it's going to be uh you know kind of all you know one stop shop.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's what we want to put in there and that's the way we want to make it. So Mm -hmm. right now in our area, there's, you know, we have about 12 to 13,000 veterans in our small community alone. And, um, and that's about 140,000 population between two, two small towns. So, um, so with that amount of people, there's not. And there's nothing really available here for veterans to come to and hang out and have like peer group meetings. and Yeah. Peer-to-peer, you
1: know, community. yeah,
2: Peer-to-peer, yep. There's still, there's just nothing like that available. And, and so we're trying to, I want to really uh, have an area for that for the younger ones, because a lot of the younger ones don't want to go to the AMVETs and legions and things like that that are out there nothing against them they're great but they're not into the bar scenes and things like that so they they want a place where they can sit and communicate together talk through the issues that they got going on and and want to provide that for them and and a place they can come and just hang out and you know disappear from anybody they if they need to you know whatever it is yeah. so so that's something that as a community group we can we can put that together and then and get the community to rally around it and come in and support and help the veterans any way they can. We get, we get quite a bit of that through the community for our houses alone mm-hmm. with the veterans there in the houses that people will call up and say, uh, would it be all right if we bring supper over to the guys tonight? You know, would that work and things like that? you know, and it's just, that, that's yeah, terrific. Cool. That yeah. is cool. And, and with all this news and everything going on, you know, one of the other items that have, that have exploded on us has been personal donations of of housing goods because uh, we ended up now, now we end up helping a couple other agencies that house veterans in our area through government funding that they can do, that they can automatically put a person into a, into a house and pay their rent for several months to help them get started and things sure. like that. Um, we help them. They call us when they house somebody now and we actually provide all the furniture for those individuals. So, and that's from people that donate the furniture to us. Right. so, in this building now, part of this 42,000-square-foot building, we probably have about uh, almost, I'd say almost over 10,000 square feet full of furniture. Oh, my goodness. Furniture and kitchenware and clothes and, you know, you name it, you need it to set up a house, I can set up a house with everything you need. Plus, give you the clothes to to keep warm and and do what you need from that point. So, yeah. And it shows up every day. I mean, people would drop things off every day. They call us. We ended up buying a, a U-Haul truck. So now we go out and pick up furniture and everything like that. So that's been, that's been huge. And, uh, we've, we've actually housed provided furniture for over 50, I think it's been over 50 vets that have gotten housed this last year.
1: So that's amazing. Good for you, man. Yeah. Great yeah. story. So how much do you, uh, wh- what is this going to cost to, to make this happen, this building and get it fully renovated and ready to go and, have your your vision kind of you know become a reality
2: well we'd be looking at like i said before i had the opportunity with some funding that was uh that was three million but i i think we could you know we'd be looking at around about two two million two and a half right in there mm-hmm. to make the building look nice not not like a nursing home but yeah sure. and then everything inside redone what we need to do for everything that way um yeah, it's, it's a little bit. Of, it's it's quite a bit of work that needs done as far as updating roofing and, and equipment and everything to make it all fit. But uh, it would be, you know, an awesome housing facility for that and, yep. and programs available. So
1: and this will be all done. You're going to raise this capital through just donations, right? And fundraising. So that's
2: where we're <laughs> starting out now. Yes, is, uh, is doing that. Applying for grants um, issue with a lot of grants is a lot of grants want. 50% already sitting in the bank of whatever you're applying for. So that's an issue that we don't, we don't have that available mm-hmm. sitting there. Um, so yeah, we got to do some serious fundraising coming up here this year now, then to, um, to start that process, get the funds, it, it, you know, I guess, start putting it together bit by bit as we can do it. Sure. And can that happen? But
1: is there a, a place where our listeners can go to kind of donate and help out? <clears throat>
2: Oh, you bet. You bet. Um, you can visit us at our website, Americans for Independent Living dot org or Facebook. We're on Facebook. Um, any of those places both have, have ways you can donate right through the website, right through Facebook. Um, can do that. You can mail us, um, send us a check or send us information about you that we can communicate. We'd love to do that. Um, email is, um, afil at afiliowa.org, or um our address is 310 Upland Drive Waterloo Iowa 50701
1: Awesome and we'll we'll post all this too on on the article that we do and and on the website so everyone will have access to it yeah. Um so mm-hmm. so you did two houses last year for vets you got three more that you're uh, in the process of doing this year right now and you yeah. have this this uh, nursing home that you can co- convert to a veteran center that can house eighty, you know, 80, 80 other veterans or maybe more, maybe less, but in that around that ballpark, right? Correct. So, Correct. so tell us a little bit more about you know your uh, your future vision and, and where uh, American for independent Americans for independent living is is going to go in the next five years. What are you looking you to do? What are your goals?
2: Well, once we get this, uh, the goal is to once this resource center is completed. And we've got the bugs worked out of it and everything. Um, well, actually, would start looking into um, relocating a facility, locating a facility just like that in other states where right. high veteran populations are at. That That is my long-term goal with this, um, to try to cover as many states as we can with this type of a process. Great. Uh, talking with the, the VA director, the state VA director, um, the director with the what's called our soldier's home in our area, which, you know, housing and and independent living and and nursing home living in in our, one of our communities in Iowa, talking with them. Something like this is desperately needed uh, across the country, let alone, you know, because if we can help a wide range of veterans, especially starting out with the ones coming back home and needing to transition into civilian life to the older ones needing a place to go that, you know they don't get much in income, so to keep and maintain a house when they when they get into the sixties seventies eighties year old uh it's hard for them to maintain that, and everything starts running downhill and they start living in a bad bad environment, so we can provide things for them you know, so housing that way and and the other thing that we do also is home modifications for existing veterans with disabilities that are living at home will come in um what we can get for free for them we'll we'll get everything we can. My labor would be free to do these modifications mm-hmm. for veterans i don't I don't charge for anything like that, so if it comes in and and remodel on a bathroom, we remodel the bathroom. If we can get all the supplies and everything for free that's that's the way we want to go mm-hmm. or money to help acquire that and help the individual out with those expenses so so that's that's the other one of the other sidelines that we offer with this so. We want to keep everybody as independent as possible. That's
1: that's the whole game plan. So That's great. That's great. I got two more questions for you before we go. Sure. Uh, one, um, what advice would you give to your 22-year-old self? We ask this af- after every interview. So what do you think? What advice would you give to your 22-year-old self?
2: 20, oh, uh, <clears throat> I guess I would say thinking back on that would be as i grew up i always followed a lot of the older guys i never ran with anybody in my age group i always I always hung out and and enjoyed the older folks so mm-hmm. for the young guys for 22 i would say you know listen to older wiser individuals and pay attention to what what they do and how it works sure. don't think that you have to reinvent the wheel because uh, you'd be a lot you'll be a lot further ahead just pay attention to what goes on in life with the older groups and what they do. And, uh, dad, mom, but <laughs> yeah. whoever it is, but yeah.
1: A lot of lessons from people who've lived. Right. I mean, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's hard
2: ones to learn when you, as you grow up and it you is. A it different is. when you're young,
1: when you're young and in your twenties, you know, you're, you're naive. You, you think, you know, you're, you're, uh, invincible that you can conquer the world. And sometimes you need to be knocked yep. down a few pegs to kind of, put things into perspective, but uh,
2: I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and uh, secondly, what is the American dream mean to you? American
2: dream. Mm-hmm. American dream to me is being able to uh, move about freely, do what you want to do, enjoy everything in life that, that you want to enjoy and want to enjoy doing and do it with others. And um, um, not about, you know, having a lot of money and everything is great, but that also can create a lot of issues. But, um, you know, just living life to the fullest extent, that's that's what an American dream is about. Yeah. So with that, everything else will come, Yeah, I think, if you, if you do that.
1: Agreed. Yeah, we like to always talk about, you know, the American dream is great. You know, it's not a cliche. It's out there available for anyone who's willing to work for it, right? We have that's these true. freedoms because of the service that, our veterans and our military folks and their families, you know, that that they provide to this country. And, you know, for us to sit on our hands and not take advantage of the opportunities that we have each and every day and the yeah. lives that we can create. Um, you know, we we need to be doing that. We need to be thankful for those who've served and given us this opportunity and we need to be able to to harness that and and live the best lives that we can. And a lot of that right. involves doing the kind of things that you're doing in terms of, you know, taking your personal time, creating a mission, having a bigger, you know, uh, uh, making a bigger impact in your community and veterans lives and paying it forward. And, and, you know, I thank you, you know, it's a great thing that you're doing and, and hopefully this will resonate with a lot of people and, and, uh, inspire them to, to, to do more themselves.
2: That's I hope so. Um, that's, that's what we look for is for everybody to step up and help. I mean, it's, do a little something. It That's doesn't matter it. what it is. Do a little something. It makes a difference.
1: And whatever, whatever, and whatever we can to kind of get your organization out there more and help support this veteran center for you. And we, you know, we'll do that. So I encourage everyone to go to, uh, Americans for independent living.org, uh, donate, check out what, what Tim's doing, what's, what's Tim, do, uh, Tim is doing. And, uh, with that organization and how he's helping our vets and, uh, donate, help out. And, uh, help him grow his movement and make an impact in our, in our veterans lives. So appreciate you being on the call today, Tim.
2: Thank you very much, David. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. We'll have Thank you on you. again sometime. Okay. Okay. Sounds All right. Good. Take care.
0: All right. That wraps up another episode of American snippets. Thanks for listening in. If you want to find out more about Tim, find out how you can get involved in his work and support his efforts. Make sure to visit him at Americans for independent Find him on Facebook, Like his page and share it with your friends to help him spread the word and gain the support he needs. Check out our full article we did on Tim at americansnippets.com forward slash zero three zero. And as always, leave us a review, share with a friend, help us continue to grow our community. While we hope that our stories inspire you, we want to do more than that. We hope our stories drive you to create your own story go after your own American dream. So go out there and show the world how exceptional you are.